Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckel. This is episode 62. I'm your host, Carter E. Joining me as always, this time back from the other side of a desk, Jeff Mulvihill Jr. of www.instaimage.com. We'll get to Jeff in just a second, but I do have to give our new sponsor of the podcast a shout out here. Today's podcast is sponsored by Play It Against Sports. Play It Against Sports is located in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center. Check them out today or at playitagainsports.com. Thank you to uh, Play It Against Sports for being the podcast's new sponsor. We've got, um, we're going to touch on everything today, so, so bear with us. We'll do an NIAA realignment. It's going to be a preview from our end because we're about three hours away from the meeting, but it'll probably be a post view from by the time you guys are listening to this, um, most of you at least. Um, we're also going to go to the uh, talk through the girls' regional wrestling uh, finals from this weekend at McQueen and then preview a little regional wrestling for the boys side of things and we'll talk a little basketball before we get out of here as we update you guys on the standings first gotta go to like i said the first regional girls wrestling tournament in nevada took the niaa long enough you can ask any coach about that the nevada was basically like the last state in the western u.s to recognize girls wrestling uh that is a conversation for another day but on the Douglas side of things, Douglas had two girls finish second and then another in third. Um, at 100 pounds, Ella Cavanaugh was second. She fell in the finals to Sophie Workman of Fernley. Cavanaugh had lost to Workman in the first round, the first two times they'd met. She'd fallen by pin twice. She almost had her in the second period. She was able to slip out of a, a near fall. I think she was down, you know, 13 nothing at that point. And uh, scored five, got two for the reversal, three near fall points, almost pinned Workman in the process. Uh, ended up obviously on the, the other end of that, but for a freshman to take second in uh, her first varsity regional meet, uh, she was pretty pretty excited. Um, her and fellow freshman Jasmine uh, Tamadong at 107. Tamadong was third. Uh, both getting used to the the interviews, I will say that. Both a little a little shy, but I'm sure they'll 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 warm up as uh, as time goes on. Especially, you know, we'll see how they how they do at the the state meet. Uh, for those of you unaware, pretty much every single state wrestling meet this winter is at at Winnemucca. So that is just some FYI there. Tamadong was in third place, as I said, a second ago. She won her quarterfinal match by pin, fell in the semis, and then won the consolation and the third place match uh, in order to get a bronze medal and get on the podium. It's a 9-7 decision over uh, Alexandria Cherry from Reed and then bested Natalia Hernandez of Elko in three minutes and 16 seconds there. Of course, another Tiger Girls wrestler who's already made some some headlines this season for her results at the Reno TOC, uh, Bliss Moody took second uh, at 120 pounds. The sophomores, I think I might have said this on the podcast before, but just does everything. I mean, soccer, wrestles, uh, runs track, is already part of a, a state, or excuse me, a school record in, in track after as a freshman. Uh, took advantage of an opening round by one by pin in the quarters. 
needed sudden victory 9-7 over Ava Parker from Spanish Springs to win in the semis before falling to uh, Katie Ward of McQueen in the finals. Ward of McQueen is nationally ranked, so it's a little bit of an uphill uphill climb there. Micah Klein and Kelsey Doney also uh, were at the regional wrestling meet for Douglas, though they did not place. Uh, Doney went 2-2 two and two on the day while Klein was uh, 0-2 after getting a bye through the first round of the Constellation. Honestly, I'll get to Carson here in a second. That environment was pretty cool. Um, it was also the JV championships as well for the boys' side of things, which I did not realize walking in, so I was a little confused when I saw all the boys' wrestlers walking out, and I was like, am I in the right place? Um, but all in all, uh, uh, just a cool cool environment, um, especially seeing how much it meant to, to a lot of those girls who knew what was kind of at stake with it being the first uh, girls regional meet. Then, of course, got to turn to Carson here, who had two winners, two regional champs in Amber Perkins and Ella Olson. I know we've talked about them both on the podcast as well as in the newspaper, but one more time here. Perkins was first at 114 pounds. She was 3-0 on the day, all three wins by pin. Longest match lasted two minutes and 39 seconds, so a pretty impressive uh, result for Perkins. And then for Ella Olson, she was 3-0 as well, had an opening round by a pin in a minute in the quarters. Tech fall in the semis, 16-0, for those of you unfamiliar. Once you go up 15 in wrestling, the match is over. It's tech fall. Um, you score one less point than a pin for team scoring, but not uh, super relevant for regionals as an individual. And then in the finals, uh, pinned Hannah Montoya of Spring Creek in 445. Uh, Got to say, she had a really nice move. Uh, I was talking to head coach Nick Redwine afterwards, and he said he gave the, the universal sign for a switch, which I didn't know there was a universal sign for a switch. Learn something new every day um, around around some of those those wrestling coaches and uh, hit it perfectly. And that was that was all she wrote for that match. Uh, poor, poor pun there, but um, pretty impressive. And I know both of them have high expectations for, for state, even if they're, you know, humble enough to maybe not say it out loud too much. But I know I know Coach Redwine is hoping that they, they will be competing for a state title. And, of course, he now gets to turn around and help host the entirety of the boys' regional uh, wrestling meet, which will be at Carson here Friday and Saturday. It's a new updated schedule um, for any of you who may have seen it previously. It is not the same schedule as before. The finals are now on Saturday. Looks like everything else prior is on Friday. It's going to get a little wonky for some of the schools that have to travel. Um, it looks like the those semifinals are going to take place late Friday night, and then all those, like Spanish Springs, for instance, is going to have to go home. And then be back at Carson High at about eight AM for weigh-ins, if not sooner. So gonna be gonna be a little bit of a, a tricky bit there for some of those uh, schools who have to travel a little bit further. But overall I know um, both teams in our coverage area at five A between Carson and Douglas have has some high expectations for, for who can who can make it in there. Um, I could pretty much run through a number of names on on both rosters. Um, but I'll, I guess I'll save that for, for a preview here um, this week in the, the newspaper. So for those of you looking for uh, the write-up to any of these events, you can find those online at www.nevadaappeal.com backslash news backslash sports. Also, there is a print version that comes out every Wednesday and Saturday. 
Jeff, when was the last time you covered a regional wrestling meet or have been? I know you took photos at Carson's senior night duel, but I know you are uh, not as well versed in the wrestling scene. And I say that as somebody who is also personally consider myself not super well versed. I, w- I want to say there's a poster in the Carson wrestling room, and I believe the date on it is 2015. Um, I was there. Uh, and that's obviously where we took that picture. So uh, it's been a while. I will say, uh, <laughs> dressing in layer seems weird to say because it's going to be cold outside. But basically, my point is, you're going to get in that gym with hundreds of people Friday, and it's going to be hot. So uh, there's your warning for any spectators. Well, and school's going on Friday. So true, and Winterfest is going on Saturday, so yep. it's a busy, busy week. It's going to be very, very busy there, um, for sure, no doubt about that. Uh, but there, that just like you're saying that there are going to be a lot of people in that gym uh, coming and going, and uh, I'm going to assume they're going to put three mats down mm-hmm. so they can get more, more matches through quicker. It'll be three mats until they get to the finals, and then it'll just be one mat in the center. Uh, much like they did for girls regional wrestling um, this past weekend at McQueen. But environment for regional wrestling is always very fun, very entertaining. Everybody knows what's at stake. Um, However, they're taking six wrestlers from each weight class to state this year. So the, it's not going to be as tightly contested for, for those state spots. It's usually three. Um, They're usually taking the top three. So top six, Maybe not necessarily the the uh, the cream of the crop, if you will, but it does set up for bigger brackets at the state tournament. And you know, we always talk about giving people a shot. Sports are sports are sports. If you all you need is a chance, and that's why that's why they play. That's why they wrestle. Whatever you pick the cliche, but yeah. um, we'll see how how that goes. Yeah, like I said, uh, just be prepared to if just be prepared for it to be a little warm inside that gym. Come. Friday. Uh, over on the basketball side of things, just real quickly run through um, some standings here as we look at the 5A North for the boys' side of things. Spanish Springs took their first league loss of the year um, over the weekend. That was to Bishop Minogue. So Spanish Springs is now in first with an 11-1 record in league. And then you got Douglas, Reno, and Minogue, 9-3, and 9-3, and 9-4. and for those two through four spots. I think your regional champion is going to be, honestly, your two state qualifiers are going to be two of those top four teams. I, I don't think that's really going out on, on too big of a limb there or too thin of a limb, I guess. Um, they've all all looked good. It sure seems like Minogue is starting to kind of figure out its rhythm. I know they, they had some, some up and downs early. Reno obviously has just dramatically improved this year and um, their defense seems to be kind of the the leading factor in in that they have given up the least amount of points of any team in the north so far as far as points against douglas continues to just kind of play consistent uh they just beat mcqueen by four points on friday so maybe not their most impressive win but a win's a win and uh it keeps them in in control of that that two seed, though, I guess I would need to look at the tiebreaker because I know Reno and Douglas have split their season series. So for future reference, I'll have that figured out when we get get a little closer to that being necessary. Uh, then you look at Damani Ranch in fifth at six and seven, McQueen at five and seven, 
Reed is three and nine, and Carson and Galena are both two and eleven on the boys' side. On the girls' side of things, uh, you know, we still still see a good good looking Douglas team there. Another jumbled pile here. Reno and Minogue sitting in first and second. Reno is twelve and zero. Minogue's eleven and two. And then McQueen, Douglas, Spanish Springs are all seven and five. So a lot, a lot could shake out there. Um, the three seed being especially important over over a five seed, um, given that three and four will have a have a home game. Should have a home game there. So uh, curious to see how that shakes out. Obviously, still you know still four league games left, so a lot could change. Uh, Reed is just behind that group at six and six. Then Damani's three and nine. Galena is two and eleven. And Carson is 0 and 12 on the girls' side of things. So, lots to keep an eye out for as we hit the really the the home stretch of winter sports season here. All right, I know I teased a little bit of this NIAA realignment meeting coming up in just about two and a half hours. We're taping here around 10:30 Monday morning, 10 10:30 Monday morning. NIAA realignment just for football, by the way. 1 p.m. 5A North, isn't it? Yeah, just 5A football, excuse me. Um, it's a 1 p.m. meeting. We were discussing this earlier. Hopefully that means we got a solution coming. Um, I refuse to get my hopes up until that is yeah, official. Until you hear but it. The, you know, who knows? I don't I don't know what's coming, to be honest. I, I don't know if it's burnout from having to deal with all these meetings or what um there's been too many new ideas proposed none of them have been approved obviously which is why we're now on the fourth meeting for football just football realignment we get to get to do this all over again for winter sports and then spring sports later on this year however i I do think those will go a little smoother Uh, i think the the politics around football for whatever reason is just a little people tend to be a little more wrapped up in those but that meeting's at 1 p.m. Uh, today, as I said. Hopefully, some of you guys will be catching this episode before that meeting. Um, Jeff, do you think we'll have a solution? It's kind of the, the 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 main question here of, are we moving forward? Do we move forward? They don't really have a choice. I mean, we're now getting down to where we're starting to crunch time to be able to get the things they have to be that have to be in place and done in in enough ahead of time for the fall. So, I mean, we we've seems like we've hashed this thing to death, but uh, obviously the politics keep it from my uh, actual decision. Yeah, three a four a five a. From now looking at this uh, actual agenda, there is time for public comment, um, which is great. <laughs> Uh, you can stream these meetings online. Uh, there's a YouTube link. I usually tweet it out, but you can also check out if you search Lori Lots on YouTube, L-O-R-I-L-O-T-T-S. You should be able to find the live meeting pretty pretty easily um, and this, through that. This compared to the last meeting that we've seen, in fact, the last two meetings that we saw, those were the those, board of control. Yeah, the last the last NAAA meeting was a couple weeks ago, and those were board of control meetings, and that was a two-day event, whereas this is going to be one-day realignment committee. In theory, with it being the only thing on the agenda, they should have something figured out, and then it will have to go to board of control to be approved. However, 
if if realignment committee is able to figure out a solution here, or not even a solution, just a path to move forward, I guess I would put significant money that the board of control will then pass that. Yeah. It's just they've got to get a majority vote on uh, on an answer here, and here we are in the third realignment meeting, fourth if you count the discussion of board of control, and they don't have one. So I haven't I haven't. Through watching all of this stuff, I've never got the feeling that they're not trying to be a consensus board to where everybody's happy or nobody's happy. There's no, I've, I've not seen a you know, seven to three vote to where three people vote no. It's all been everybody voted yes. So there's been a couple of split stuff, but they tend to be smaller and uh, not as not as impactful. Um, I imagine just. The divisiveness, at least recently, between the North and the South, it seems like a lot of these votes are going to be 6-5, um, and that's just the way the votes are split. Um, but you also have the South people on the board saying, we don't care about the North. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. There's no compromise, and welcome to the world. Like If you want solutions, somebody usually has to compromise, and uh, that is just, just how it works. I... I don't know. I don't know what else to say about this meeting. I guess we'll just wait and see because yeah. there, it's it's disappointing that it, it takes this long. It's disappointing that it's entirely caught up with adults when we're talking about this is an issue with high school kids, and yet the adults make it about the adults, and it's sad. But maybe we'll have a solution. I would probably border on likely we will have a solution, but. Um, yeah, that's that's that for the NIAA Relimit meeting, and I think that's all I got for this episode. Honestly, <laughs> I'm I'm out of words. I don't I don't have anything else to say. Um, you know that old saying: if you don't have anything good to say, just don't say it at all. So I think I'll I'll stick to that for the moment. Uh, once again, would like to thank today's title sponsor and played against sports. They are located in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center, and you can, of course, find them online at playedagainsports.com. Thanks, as always, to Jeff Mulvihill on the other side dealing with all the audio equipment, and that's going to do it for episode 62. We will catch you guys next week. Take it easy. Take it easy.